Welcome to Lifting Your Soul, a podcast with George and Scott. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, Scott. Hello, everyone. How are you, my uh, friend? I'm good. I'm good. That was a great episode. <laughs> I still got a smile on my face. And also, uh, my apologies for how I ended the last one. <laughs> I was too taken back. What can you say after that, mate? What can you say after that? What can you say? That last thing, we are now heirs. Not only are we the children of God, but we're heirs to the throne with Jesus, who who is God, who came in flesh and sinless and paid a horrible price and died for us. Thank you, Lord. Now we're heirs. Why? 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 We don't deserve this. Scott, we do not deserve this. This is why we call Romans chapter 8 the crescendo. Crescendo. We've talked about the gospel We've talked about how wretched we were, what Christ has done, but now it's talking about who Christ has made us who, and how much he loves us. Who he has made us. Oh, it's just incredible. How much he loves us. It's incredible. If my voice could get any deeper, <laughs> it would. Okay? I think I have an effect for that. Oh, yes. <laughs> what? You've got an effect on that little dial thing? It might be this one. How he us. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. That's just, yeah. I don't know what that was. (laughs) What about this one? Sorry if you're driving, guys. Hello. That's stupid. (laughs) Come on, we've got to move on, man. We've got to move on. We've got lots to do. Okay, no, we've got lots to do today. So that was part one because because there there are, I think, 40 verses. How many are there? 39 verses. Okay, and we got to verse eighteen, so we'll 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 try to finish we'll try to finish it today uh, for part two because we we don't want to prolong what is in there, but we wanted to stop at that point on on, on uh, part one because that was a, a huge point as we were just saying. That's why we were being silly with those voices is to show that this is an incredible crescendo. We went from rags to riches, but when we say riches, we went universal riches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over the top. We went from squalor to being heirs to the throne of the universe. I don't even know. Uh, I'm saying those words, but I can't even fathom it. Yeah, we can't. can't That's the point. I mean, it's even like, you know, you you, you mentioned before about, you know, the whole Jordan thing. Yes. You know, and... What a drop in the ocean. But, well, not even that. I mean, even then we still... That's the thing of movies. Yes. You know what I mean? It's Even like, that, simple as that. Simple as that. That's just like movies. Like, wow. I mean, that's if, why it says, you know, um, was it First Corinthians, first, first Corinthians 2, 9, I has not seen, nor ear heard, heard, nor has that entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for that, those that, who love him. Okay, so the eye the eye and the ear, I get, but nor entered the thought of man. We haven't even... The collective even thought of man in all of history has not thought of <laughs> that thing, right? How, oh, what, what the Lord has prepared. For okay. How much he loves us. So now, and how much to, does he love us, George? And how much does he love He's us? He's just about to explain He's this. He's just about to explain it. Okay. Oh my goodness. So then, this is now verse eighteen of chapter eight in Romans. Paul, Paul speaking. Is, Paul speaking, and mm. he says, "For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us." What is he saying? For the earnest exp- Okay, forget, forget. Let's not even go there. What's he saying here, Scott? <laughs> I thought you said let's not even go there. What's he saying? <laughs> yeah, what's he, what's he saying here, Scott? Like, 
the sufferings of this present age aren't even worthy to be compared to what's going to happen. Yeah, I love it how it says, it's, 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 it says the, the glory that shall be revealed where? In us. In us. In us. We were talking about the Holy Spirit before. Mm, mm. So uh, nothing can compare to that. Yeah, that, that word revealed, by the way, people, and I'm, I'm going to uh, give you a little bit of a, an insight into our next podcast after Romans. Mm. That word there is actually apocalypsis. Which is revelation. Which is revelation. It yeah. means the unveiling. The unveiling. So there is going to come a time when those Christians will sh- be shown for who they actually truly are. They, mm. There will be an unveiling. And that's exactly what it's saying. So it says, I've considered that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be unveiled in us. Mm. So there's coming a time when the real George will be seen. Ooh. Verse 19, for the earnest expectation of creation eagerly waits, here it is again, for, for the revealing. For the unveiling of, of the, the sons, sons of, of God. God. Amazing. For the creation was subjugated to futility, not willingly, but because of him, God, who subjected it in hope, because creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Okay, hang on a minute. There's just too much happening here. Are you telling me, Scott, that what Paul is saying here is that creation itself is subject to the stupidity of men? Yes. To sin entering the universe? All of creation. All of creation. All of creation. The whole universe. Groans. All of creation is under the curse of sin. Which is which is unraveling. That's why the universe is unraveling. Yeah, I can't remember the scientific word of that. So when God is about to judge, right? He's not going to just judge man. Mm. The whole of creation is going to convulse. <laughs> We're not even in Revelation yet. No, the Book of Revelation. No, but this is the beauty of this. <laughs> And it says, for the earnest expectation of the creation. So the creation, oh, my apologies, I just banged it. <laughs> he's he's getting serious. He's banging the bench. Creation itself eagerly waits for the, unru- the unveiling, unveiling the revealing of the sons. Of the sons of God. Yeah, and daughters. Yes. So, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Creation itself, which we think is an inanimate object, yeah. which now science is realizing. Hang on a moment. It makes sounds. It moves. Light does stuff. Acts differently when you're looking at particles of light and when you're not. Yeah. So you know this. Yeah. So let's just summarize just this last little bit. Not only have we been saved, mm-hmm. but we've also been given the Spirit of God. Mm-hmm. Jesus um, has given us the Holy Spirit who dwells within us. Yes. And now we're we are the. Children of God, with by the heirs, him we cry, Abba, Father. The children, yes. Right? Not only that, we've become heirs. Heirs. Not only that, there's glory that's going to be revealed in us and mm. all, of ex- all of creation waits for that moment that we will be revealed, mm. right? Mm. I mean, this is just building and building. This crescendo that is, <laughs> is, you know, what Christ has done on the cross, we could never. We, we can't fathom it. We cannot fathom what, we, what we, he has done for we're us. We're going to be unpacking this thank into you, eternity. Thank you, Lord. I just, what do you say? We thank you, God, because we. We just we, love him. We will be unpacking this into eternity. There's oh. no doubt about it. 
That's true. Do you understand? Like they'll be, they'll be like, they'll what, be what, what? In what? Podcasting. Yeah, like, oh, mate, uh, we're podcasting from the rings of Saturn. <laughs> okay. For the creation was subject, subjected to futility, not willingly. It didn't, it didn't want to do that, but because of him who subjected it in hope, because creation itself will also be delivered from bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Yeah, so all of creation is also waiting to be yes. renewed. Yes. For we know that the whole creation, as you just mentioned, groans and labors with birth pangs. What a great picture. Mm. Together until now. Okay. 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 I'm not even going to touch that <laughs> because we don't we we it's, can unpack this for, it's, for, it's for centuries. It's right? building. It's building. Verse twenty three. Not only that. <laughs> isn't that it's building? Yeah. Isn't that isn't that the sentence of this whole two podcasts? Not only that. Right? Not only that. This. You're gonna you're gonna there's be this, 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 you're a this. scholar, but you're gonna be a child. But not only but that. Wait, there's more. There's more. Yeah. But we also, who have the first fruits of the Spirit. Holy Spirit within us. Yes. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. Wow. How true that is. The redemption of our body. Our body. Mm. That's in the twinkling of an eye. Yep. That's the rapture. That's the future. That's the future. Okay. So let's connect this to the rapture here. For we were saved in this hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. So if I can see, I really hope I have a glass of water. Oh, it's on the table. That's not hope. Mm. It's there. It's there. It's already there. Correct. For why does one still hope for what he sees? Mm. Great question, Paul. But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Yeah. That is very true. Mm. So when we hope for something we can't see. So that's what he's saying. He's saying to us, Eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of the body. Let me just say something, Paul's saying. That's not now. That hasn't happened yet. Yeah. It's not something you can see. It's not something you've already attained. Mm. Otherwise, it's not hope. Mm. We're hoping for it. It's the blessed hope mm. that's coming up. He Correct. refers to it in other times, yeah, right? Amen. He's talking about the future. Yep. Verse 26. Scott, why don't you read this? Because this is one of your favorites. Uh, 26 and on. So we know that it's been building up until now. <laughs> Let's take a look uh, at this as, one. As as verse twenty three said, not only that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll read a little bit of it, but then I'll uh, listen. Just, listen, verse twenty six starts with likewise, which is not only that. Yeah, exactly. Carry on. <laughs> likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses, mm. for we do not know what we should pray for, as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes oh. intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. <sighs> Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Mm. For whom he foreknew, he also... Okay, stop, stop. (laughs) Stop, stop. No, 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 no. You can't go there with it because that's a whole nother... Yes. All right, so let's go back here for a sec. Verse 26 and 27... He's talking about that when we don't know how to pray, even then the Holy Spirit will pray with us. Mm. He will make groanings that cannot be uttered. So as we're talking to the Lord, I don't have the words of what I'm feeling. Don't worry. The Holy Spirit, you will start your groan on the inside. Lord, like I don't know what to say is what you're saying in those groans. That's okay. That means something to the Lord. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. 
Yep. Okay. Because what does it say in verse 27? Now he... Who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. Excellent. Father. Yes. Because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Ladies and gentlemen, understand that this is a little bit of a clue about why you don't get everything you pray for. This is a little bit. Because the Spirit prays intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Mm, not your not own. according to your own will. Mm. Or, so when we pray, if you pray according to the will of God, it's now his responsibility. Is that correct or not? Am I getting this right? Scott? Yeah. Correct yeah. me if I'm not. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. if we pray according to our will, there's no, God, God is not obliged to listen to what we're asking. Like there's a contract. It's almost like a we're saying to God, I've come in line, I've heard with what you're saying, and, and oh, your will right now is to bring healing for this person. So I'm going to pray for that person. And God heals them. Yeah. But if I haven't heard from God to say this is a will, this is God's will to heal that person and I pray for them, there's no guarantee that he's going to, God's going to heal them. We just believe. Like we believe that we can pray for anyone and they're going to be healed because we think we have the power. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. No, no, you, you don't have the power. Yeah. Christ has the power. Yeah. And the Spirit gives to each person as he wills. As he wills. Correct. All of the gifts, including healing, as he wills. As he desires. It's, it's, it's his... It's his I think that that's program. I, look, I, I look. I think there's some of you that may listen to this and may 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 see verse 27 and what I've just said about the will of God and say, George, you've hit Mr. Mark completely. And I can sort of understand with what you're saying with the with the doctrine you might have, but it would be a very big thing for you to take these verse to take the verse about the Spirit of God um, having giving according to His will, and for Jesus looking at Jesus saying, Lord, Lord. Um, are you, oh, is there something? Yeah, I can hear like a buzz. Hello. Hello. I don't know if the people can hear that. That's <laughs> no, right. might have been gone. Um, and then uh, coupling with that, that Jesus turns, looks up before he, before he raises Lazarus from the dead. Lord, according to your will, let this man come out. Lazarus, come forth, right? Mm. So that people can see that you are. Why didn't you come here earlier? Because I had to wait until he died. Is what Jesus basically said. I had to wait yeah, till he yeah. died because right. something had to happen for your benefit. Okay, so so I'm not saying that that's the only key. I'm saying that this is a big key to understanding when you're praying. If you're praying according to the will of God, led by the Spirit of God, <clears throat> I find it very difficult that God's not going to write that check. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's not yeah. going to cash that check. Yeah, yeah, is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, I'm, I'm using terminology. Yeah, that kids yeah, know. What guess. the heck is cash that check? Mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Means is. He's going to put money in your account. That's what he's saying. Yeah. As in, okay, that's even worse. Yeah. Analogy. You can't use that analogy. You can't use that analogy. <laughs> <laughs> but now, verse 28 onwards, go through that. Ah, oh, and we know that all things work together for good, for those mm. who love God, mm. to those who are the called according to his purpose. Mm. Am I keep on reading? Well, hang on. So all things work together for good for those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose. Yep. Okay. So is that misused when it's preached about? Is it misused out there? Oh, it probably is. I think I think 
we sort of stop at all things work together for good for those who love the Lord. Oh, right. I see what you're referring to. <clears throat> and they stop there? Yeah, because obviously a lot of the time people are, um, are trying to refer to things that they want. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So this is the good thing. This is I want this about thing at all. good. I want this thing. It's good. So everything's going to work together for me to get that good. Yeah, yeah. But this is this That's not what it's talking totally about. flies in the face of what this is about. This is let's, literally about what? Let's just have a look at what we've gone through. Yes. We've, we've basically seen that. Jesus has made, paid a tremendous price for us, mm-hmm. given us of his spirit. Yep. We now can call him dad, Yep. right? And now we can see that we're going to be heirs with Christ, joint heirs with Christ, which is incredible, right? And as we go down, it says, even the creation eagerly awaits for the revealing of the sons of God. There's coming a time when, when uh, we will be given those glorified bodies when, you know, um, you know we will... Be, we will realize who we truly are in Christ, right? So what it's actually painting is the picture of, of all that Christ has done for us. But not only that, and, and this is the thing that I really want to want to draw out. This is why I love chapter twenty six and onwards, because if you will notice what it actually talks about, it says, "Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses." Right? Then it talks about Father. And then read when you go on, we're going to read it in a minute, which is, I mean, what Father's done for us, which is what we're just about to read, is just incredible. And then it talks about what Christ has done. And one of the things that I love about this is we have the triune God, God the Spirit, God the Father, and God the Son. The, all of those three are working for our benefit. I cannot fathom that, George. Which is ridiculous. I mean, we're talking about not only has he done what he has done. That's yeah, beautifully the, the, ridiculous. Yeah. You, you've got the Spirit of God who helps us in our weaknesses because we don't know what to pray sometimes, mm. right? Mm. So yep. he's there always helping us. Yes. Praying in our weaknesses. And we just happen to be praying because of him according to Father's will, right? And what's Father's will? Well, all things work together for the good of those that love yes. Father yeah. and are called according to his purpose. Yep. And then he talks about in a minute the the way that we have actually have been saved, which is just phenomenal. So let's let's go there. Let's go there. So because verse, I, this is what blows me away. So verse twenty nine. For whom he God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. That he God might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. Mm. This so is what is the, that saying? This is the whole process of salvation of a of a person. Right. Yeah. He foreknew you. He predestined you. He called you. He justified you and he's glorified you. This is God's will for your life. Yeah. And he's going to achieve it. Wow. I cannot fathom that. So he foreknew you. Mm-hmm. Let, let's talk about that because this could be where, where people get, people start to, this is where the argument comes out in the Christian world about predestination, I'm predestined. Some people are not predestined to be saved. Some people are predestined to be saved. The incredibleness of this, though, and let's talk through this, because you and I may disagree on this a little bit, that 
the word, the first four words, for he foreknew you, for he foreknew. For, that's foreknowledge. That means he knew before, before not, time. Not necessarily. What, what else could it mean? The point is I don't care at the moment. <laughs> we'll get to that in chapter 9, 10, and 11. Yeah, right, gotcha, All gotcha, right? yeah. What we need to focus on is, and, and we can go there, but it, it is opening a can of worms. That's and, why and, I prefer and, not to at the moment. And I think you and I have had this, not you and I, I think. I know you and I a few years ago had this discussion. Yep. And we took it down almost to its atom, like like all the way there. We broke it down, kept breaking it down, 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 down to its smallest component. And the the part that we, the part that you and I sort of went, okay, well, predestination, foreknowledge, predestination, foreknowledge, back forward, back forward. What is happening at that moment of salvation? Okay. Is it the Spirit of God convincing that person to follow Jesus or is it the Spirit of God leading that person who then makes the decision to follow Jesus willingly? And I think that it's that, it's that minute second that you and I were differing at, if, if you remember that discussion we had many yeah, years ago. Yeah. We were sitting in the sanctuary talking about it. Yeah. And it was, it was that moment because everything else is the same. Everything yeah, else I, is the same. I think it's, it's one of those things. It's, it's, you're either going to sit on, you know, the middle of the fence or one side of the fence. Well, can I say? Can I say it could be both? Yeah, you can say that because the truth is, is that the scripture says both. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm seeing. <laughs> is that the scripture says both? Yeah, that there's it, foreknowledge. Then it just depends on where you want to sit. And is that the hill you want to die on? <clears throat> yeah, you know what right. I mean. Like, yep. and I don't think there's a hill to die on here. To be honest with you, I, I look. There are some things that can be argued, and I think it's black and white. And there are some things that, um, whomsoever, yeah, you know, yeah. like okay, yeah, yeah, whatsoever, Arminianism versus uh, Calvinism. Calvinism. I get that, but I get the, it. the issue is, is that it becomes for me, it's kind of like this is not what it's talking about right now. Correct. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's, it's Father, however, he's done it. He foreknew, he predestined, he called me, he justified me, and he's going to glorify me. Exactly. It's, it's so just, he's, he's going to do all of that. It's just incredible, George. Which means then, Scott, that really, in reality, even the illusion of free will is still free will from our perspective. Do you understand that? Yeah, but you're getting hung up on choice at the moment. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think this is the verse that people, if we don't, if we don't talk about it here, not not to not to drill it down heaps. Yeah. But to say that it's not a point that should stumble it shouldn't be a stumbling block for people it shouldn't be a it shouldn't be a enmity between christians people who believe in it this predestination or not predestination yeah, so like, you, look all right I'll, I'll answer the question what you mentioned before and just very simply you're saying that there's an idea that foreknowledge is he foreknows what's going to happen right then there's the other side of it which i i think is is probably more correct but that's just my opinion and that is is that he foreknew as in he was intimate with you. He knew you before you were even created. So there's a sense in which the foreknowledge doesn't come because God's reacting to a future decision that he knows that you're going to make. He's made the decision because he's been intimate with you since the creation of the world. Well, so and that's because he knows you. And that's where the difference is between you and I. Yes, and so I the knowledge is 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 foreknowledge not. is yes, he knew you before the creation of time, but what he knew of you, the intimacy that he knew of you, is the decisions that you would make, <clears throat> all bazillion decisions and all the 
we know the, the string theory and how many how many whatever that breaks off, right? Uh, the old school sliding doors movie. Yeah. I made one decision to change my life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That because of that, he then predestined us to ensure that this person makes this decision because they're going to make this decision anyway. Now, whether he does that or not, I think really is beautiful either way. And then when 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 it says, and whomsoever believes in him shall be saved. Right. Whomsoever believes in him. Okay, so anyone can believe in him. Yes, they can. But who does? When when all is said and done at the end of at the age, whomsoever will only be those who did. Yeah, of course. Of you understand course. what I mean? Yeah. So looking at it from God's perspective, and I think this is the beauty of what Paul's saying here, he is a man confined by time, being inspired by the Holy Spirit writing this. I guarantee you he's written this going, what did I just write? Because this... What he's saying here, when you read it in the original language, is I think there's a he's he's battling with the combination of both that God knows everything, sees everything, and can determine and can push and can and can change and can choose and can predestine someone. Um, we have a hiccup with it because we go, well, hang on, does that mean God chose me to be saved, but not my brother who never gave his life to God and then died? Why would he do that? Why would a loving God allow him to go to hell? I, I get that sentiment as well, but again, that's questioning God. It's His, where His mm. Earth's His, or the fullness thereof. It's all His. Mm. I suppose I'm bringing it up now because I think this is a stumbling block for many people, and they get caught up on. And some people have pushed this home, commentators out there and preachers out there. I think it's beautiful both ways, but I think it's both. I think there is an element where God knows, and God predestines, and we choose, even if it's an illusion of choice. On our part, it's still choice. That's the point. So, for instance, the whole salvation thing, I'm going to hell whether I believe it or not. And my only choice to get away from hell is to be with Jesus. Either cry about that and go, well, I don't want it to be Jesus. I want it to be Buddha. I want it to be Muhammad. Yeah. Okay? But I can't. So, really, I don't have a freedom of will there, do I? No, because... There's only one choice. There's only one way. That's right. So in the same vein as that, that's how I see this. Right. I see that I have a, I had an illusion of choice because at some point I may have, God may have seen me saying, yes, my heart is turned towards you, but God predestined me knowing that, that I was going to do that or he just chose me. Either one of those is beautiful or you can look at either one of those as ugly. Your choice is that. I'm saying neither of those are stumbling blocks, but they both can marry because whomsoever and at the end of the time, whomsoever is who did. That's all it is. All yeah. the whomsoever's are who actually did, right? Yeah, yeah. But you're, what you're saying to this is the beautifulness of what God is going to do. I just look at it as God's grace. That he predestined, he called, he justified. He foreknew me, he, he predestined me, he called me, he justified me, he glorified me. Yeah. Yeah? Because that's what Paul is saying. Yes. Whether we get hung up on a word that foreknowledge, what that means... Or predestination and what that means. Well, let me. I ask think you. you're missing the point okay. of what Paul is trying to say. So, what do you comment to someone if someone says to you, "You have you have siblings who don't know the Lord. If they don't choose to be the Lord, are you saying the Lord stopped them from choosing Him, salvation? How do I know that? Good point. Exactly. That's the point. That's the point. I don't. I know don't that. know. Yeah. I don't. I don't know that. The point is, and what is you that don't know, is, I do believe. Yeah. That unless the Spirit of God moves upon a person, he will not be saved. Well, that's right. It's the goodness and kindness 
of the Lord that leads people to repentance. Yeah. So how is a person going to be... See, because we're going to get in the argument. I don't want to go there. No, I, mean, I don't think there's an argument, though, yeah, Scott. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is yeah, if, well, basically, I'm, if you say the goodness and kindness, yeah. how is that going to be revealed to them? That's the point. That, that's the point. It's got to be the and Spirit it of God says, revealing that to them. Yes, and it says the goodness and kindness of the Lord leads people to repentance. Okay, It doesn't say is presented to them for them to choose, does it? No, but I think that that's semantics. Yeah. I get that, but understand that I'm actually saying it's the goodness and kindness of the Lord that leads people to repentance. Great. How does it get there? Through the Spirit of God. So whomsoever. So who's instigating so it? So who's instigating it, yeah. right? And does that really matter? Because really we don't know. We don't know who it's the whomsoever's are. We don't know who the predestined are. That's exactly that's right. That's the point. So yeah. that still means you talk to your brother about Jesus. 100%. It we still always means, preach. Yes, Yes. Because we don't know. It's up to God. Exactly. He's and the one that does the saving. That's I, why we pray. I wanted to labor on that, Scott, because I have heard many proponents of this. Sorry, not proponents of predestination, but people who oppose predestination because the anger of, well, hang on, if people are predestined, why aren't we preaching? Why are we talking about God? God's going to get them saved anyway. Yeah. That's not the point. Yeah. it's Look, it's a, it's a, it's a misunderstanding of the sovereignty of God. Yes. It's going to be answered next but what I love about what you're saying here is that this is this is a beautiful story of what God's put together. Yeah, that's that's the whole point. <laughs> Someone dropped something we do have in kids. the house. It's all good here. <laughs> Someone dropped something over all right over there. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna listen to the podcast and go, damn, that's that right. was me. That was me. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, let's beautiful go. story. That's, beautiful that's story. the whole point. That's so the beautiful story. Why I love it. this is, you know, regardless of how God did what he did. Yes. The point is, is that he did. Excellent. That, Excellent. That's what I want to focus on because I think that that's what Paul's trying to write here is that we have the Holy Spirit who helps us. We have Father who's gone to great lengths to send his son to, you know, to help us in our weaknesses. We The Spirit of God helps us um, pray and all those sorts of things. And then there's a whole process of how we come to him. And then it talks about... Not only that, and we'll keep reading. <laughs> Verse 31, what then? <laughs> it's just incredible. Shall we say to these things? Okay, see, I can imagine Paul writing that sentence. Yeah. What then can we say to these things? Everything I've just said here, what do we say about this? Yeah. If God is for us, who can be against us? Romans 8, 31. You've got to memorize it. I'm telling you. Memorize it's this. incredible because... Write it down. Stop the car, pull over. This is the whole point. Pull over right, right now. <laughs> This is the whole point of what Paul is trying to drive to. Romans 8, This is 31. the case of what God has done. Mm-hmm. If he is for us, then who the heck can be against us? Romans what? 8, 31. Romans, Tell me, Scott. Romans, Romans 8, 31. 31. <laughs> okay. If God is for you, who can be against you? Whatever situation you're going through, if God is for you, who can be against you? Yeah, and now he'll underline it. Right, I've talked about the Spirit. I've talked about the Father. Yes. Right. Yeah. Verse thirty-two. Now, now he's he going to underline it. it again. What does he say, Scott? Read he it. who did not spare his own Ooh. Son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? <laughs> so you've got the Triune God who did not spare his Spirit own of God son. for us. Father is for us. Son and Jesus is for us working all things together for the good of those that love him. 
helping who, us in our weaknesses. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up. He gave him up. He threw him under the bus, so to speak, for us all. Amazing. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? It's the whole point of the argument that Paul is making. Oh, my goodness, man. This is the whole point. The whole point of chapter 8, chapter 6, everything up until this point that he's talked about is if God is for you, therefore, who can be against you? Because he didn't spare his, he did, if he didn't spare his only son, what is he not going to do for you? It's incredible. If you're listening to this, hear what the word of God has said. Everything that we've come to, this is the, the true crescendo of the gospel. Unbelievable. God loves you and he has gone to extreme mm. lengths, right? We're talking about God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit is for you. Thank you, Lord. That's amazing. I want you to, I want you to say this. When I ask you a question, George, mm-hmm. say no one. You go. All right? Verse 33, he shall bring a charge against God's elect. No one. Thank you. It's God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? No one. It is Christ who died. And furthermore, (laughs) is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Stop it. (laughs) It is Christ who died. And furthermore, is also risen, who is even, after everything is done for us, after everything Jesus has done for us. Yeah, this is. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, not just having a Kool-Aid. Yeah, man. There's not even a power rate up there, okay? He's making intercession for us. So we've got the Spirit of God here in us, right? Yes. Praying according to the Father's will, helping us in our weaknesses. You've got the Father who works the universe for our favour. Yes. And you've got the Son who's standing right before the Father interceding for us. And what does that mean, interceding? Are you serious? What what does that mean, interceding? He's He's praying for us. God. Father, on Father. our behalf. No, 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 no. I, I, I died for that. I died for that sin. That's done. That's covered. No, Lord, that's covered. Accusations come. No, no, that's covered. Come we, on, man. You can stop the podcast. Stop, now. <laughs> stop it. I can't stop it because I've, I've highlighted the last verse that's here because that, that's the crescendo of crescendos. Oh, that's the crescendo of the crescendos where he says, I'm fully persuaded, right? So yeah. that's. And, 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 and rightly so, he writes verse 35. Yes, say it. Who shall shep- separate us from the love of Christ? Who, who, who? Who? Who's no going to sh- separate no us? No one, no one. Tribulation? No. Distress? No. Persecution? No. Famine? No. Nakedness? No. Peril? No. Sword? No. As it is written, for mm-hmm. your sake we're killed all day long, we're counted as sheep for the slaughter, yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We are more than conquerors through through him who loved us. Oh. <laughs> I don't listen, people. Angels I, are I don't singing even, right now. <laughs> listen, I'm telling you, man. People, I don't even know if you even have any idea what's going on right Thank now. You, I don't Jesus. know if you've crashed your car while you've been listening to this. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know if you've crashed. <laughs> Please don't crash your car. Please don't crash your car. Look, watch the road. But but just go back. Skip back. Skip back. Okay? I want to keep going. But I'm telling people to go back and listen to what you've just heard about everything that was said. We were filthy rags, which then the Lord justified and the Lord glorified, which then we became heirs with Christ. 
of the throne of the universe and then the spirit of god who intercedes with us and guides us and leads us and prays with us when we don't know how to pray prays for us with groanings according to the will of god like you said and then so jesus died for us and did it then the holy spirit's doing that and then the father's making the whole universe work towards us and then jesus is interceding for us and we can never be separated from him right. what, what else do you need and, and so this where is is the cherry on top verse 38 verse 38 and 39 okay now you understand what paul's about to say here this 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 is what paul says and and i pray that this would be something that you would grab whoever you are and however you're listening to this i pray that this would be something that you would grab paul says i'm persuaded okay hang on a minute i, I want to say that you're persuaded I, i'm we hope that you're persuaded from this and can i say if you're a Christian listening to this, and most of you would be, uh, if you've ever heard this verse preached, Romans chapter 8, verse 38. 838. Yeah. Can I tell you, if you have not, if it has not, if it has been preached out of the context of what we've just said in the last 80 minutes, these two podcasts, then you don't fully understand what's about to be said. Mm. Can, I, can, I, can I say that rightfully, yep. Scott? Yep. If, if you've not read... If, if that has not been preached in the context of Romans 7 and Romans 8, especially in the context of the whole of Romans 8, the whole of Romans, then yeah. this is just going to be, oh, yeah, he's fully, he's fully he's persuaded. He, he's, he's persuaded. Mm. Okay, great. But now that we've just said what we've said That's for the right. last 18 minutes. Yeah, yeah. His whole argument has led to this. To this sentence. Okay, people? Here it is. Here it is. Who's reading it? You read it. Thank you. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. <laughs> We're not going anywhere. We're here. That was unbelievable. Take a breath. Unbelievable. Talk to me, Scott. What are you feeling? I, I'm, Here's what I'm, I'm feeling. <laughs> I'm, I'm that on steroids, man. I mean, and, and I think you remember how I said to you, and I did say this, um, you know, a couple of days ago, but it's so true. I can't get out of Romans chapter 8. Because of this? Because of this how, whole thing. yeah, like just going through this study for probably the hundredth time, but... One of the things that we've just talked about and how, you know, the, the triune God, each person is in so involved in um, doing whatever that person is doing. The whole the whole triune God is doing this for me. I'm truly, truly persuaded that there is nothing that can separate yeah, me yeah. from the love of God. Yeah. And, and because of that, I can't even explain to you the peace My of God goodness. that I have. My goodness. And, 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 you know, like I'll just sit there and this is where I can truly be still and know that he's God. It just peace in my heart going, you know what, he loves me. I'm convinced. I'm persuaded. So, so okay. So the love of God takes on a whole nother dimension when you read it in the context of the whole of Romans 8. Yeah, absolutely. It's not just he has these lovely feelings towards no, us. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Okay. God brings it. Mate. God brings it. 
Yeah. He doesn't just talk the talk, man. He walks the walk, man. God brings it. He brings it. That's what I love him for, you know. He brings it. He brings it, man. What you're saying here, what you're saying here is Jesus, Holy Spirit, Father are all working in unison, doing what they do. God. God. Yeah. <laughs> the Godhead. Yeah. All doing their bit. So that you and I, on my behalf, on my behalf, on our behalf. So therefore, who if you're can separate us? On your behalf. On your behalf. Therefore, that's why you're more more than conquerors. That's why nothing can separate you from the love of God. That's why I don't fear. That's why there's no fear. That's why there's no anxiety. That's why there's no come on. All of all Preaching. of that, all of the all yep. of the illnesses. Yep. This is what that doesn't matter what you're going through. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Understand, this is not about circumstances. Yeah. 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 Okay. This is about peace and love of God in you, orchestrated by the Godhead himself. So it's not just you trying to feel God's love. Oh, God loves me. He's got loving feelings towards me. No, no. This is power. Yeah, that's right. He's proven himself. He has proven himself. Yeah. So God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died for us. 5.8. Yes, yes. (laughs) Right. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amazing. Look what Paul's doing. He's trying to find something there. You know what I mean? There's nothing. What else are you gonna choose from that? Nothing. What what yeah, what else? What else can he say? There is no other crescendo here. There Death, is no life, other crescendo. Angels, principalities, nor powers, present, nor things to come, height, depth, any other created thing. What else What else is there? There's nothing else. <laughs> Shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ. Oh, the Lord is so good, Scott. The which Lord is, is in good. Christ. Thank you, Lord. This, this has been Romans chapter 8. We've been wanting to get here for a little while. We got to this crescendo. We've had to do two episodes because... Now you understand why we had to do two episodes because you can't fit this in one episode. Oh, it would have been an eighty-minute. Doesn't episode. even do it justice. But and like yeah, and we, but we what the heck? <laughs> we haven't gone deep. We, I mean, we've gone deep on some bits. We can't go deep on all bits. And obviously, like we've said initially in our first few podcasts, we studying the Word of God is a lifetime endeavor. Mm. Listening to our podcast is only really introduction mm. to understanding the books that we do. Romans now, and then we go to Revelation. Um, but my goodness. <laughs> we're going to Revelation. Why are we doing that to us? And need I be concerned? No. No. Why? Because nothing's able to separate me from his love. Exactly. Scotty? Yeah, man. Any last words before we shut down part two and the whole of Romans 8 and move on to Romans 9 in the next episode? Two words. Mm. I'm persuaded. That That's three words. Is it? I am persuaded. Oh, I <laughs> <laughs> I, apostrophe M. Got it, got it, got it. <laughs> I'm persuaded, yes. I am persuaded. I'm persuaded, yes. yes. You're right. I am persuaded. For I am persuaded. Three words. About the love of God and how powerful it is. Scotty, thank you so much for taking us on this journey uh, and for coming on this and journey. And you, brother, and you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so for coming good. on this journey. Next episode will be Romans 9. We will see you then. <laughs>